Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode six of the Davecast. It is Friday, April 27th, right around 2.20 p.m. Uh, happy Friday to all those who have jobs and actually look forward to the weekend. I don't really have a job right now. I have a job. I can't work it. Everybody knows. Uh, so, like, Friday's another day to me. The weekend's another day to me. Just usually means I get to hang out with Robin and the kids and stuff. So, I actually look forward to the weekends. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie. Not every day is the same. On the weekends, I get the kids and Robin and her kids are here and stuff. So, I get people to hang out with because... Sometimes people are annoying. Sometimes kids are annoying. But sometimes when you're home alone all day long, you get lonely and you want to hang out with your kids and your girlfriend. And, yeah, you should want to all the time. But sometimes you don't. You know what I mean? Sometimes you want to be alone. Sometimes you want to chill. And I've been there, done that, you know. But right now I like company. I like to talk. That's why I'm doing this. Talking to you guys. So Huge thanks to everybody who gives me feedback. I got some more feedback now, finally. I'm going to take it to heart and use it, and I really do appreciate it. I got people asking me to tell some certain different stories and whatnot, so we'll do some of that today. Uh, so my last episode was called Rock Band Mike, and I never even got around to telling or explaining why it was called Rock Band Mike. Uh, so on the first few episodes, the first four episodes, I used a Turtle Beach microphone <laughs> You don't have to tiptoe around Autumn. It's all right. Autumn's homesick today. So I think she's faking it. Anyway, <laughs> just messing with you. Uh, I was using a Turtle Beach microphone, and it's for like a gaming. It's for hook up to your Xbox and for gaming. You can use it for PC. And this mic sounds so much better. I sound so much clearer. And it is seriously, it is just a rock band mic from like the old game rock band where you sat along and sing and whatever. So... Yeah, and it's USB plug, it works well, I don't know, so that's what I'm going with for now, until a guy makes some extra money, or I finally get back to work and have some money to buy some better equipment, this is what you get. Uh, I put up a thing about donating money to me, if you want to donate, you know, to the podcast to try to make it better, uh, I put up the link up in the SoundCloud uh, profile, go there, I hate asking people for money, it's not my thing, but it's, I gotta, you know, hey, whatever, maybe people out there got some extra money, you want to help me out, get a better microphone, get some better software, uh, I know a lot of podcast guys, like a, a lot of the podcast people use uh, people. Pfft. A lot of podcasters uh, use like interfaces and they use like analog microphones and then it goes into the interface and that's what turns into digital. I have no idea about any of that stuff. So if there's any audio engineers out there that, that I know that I don't know you're an audio engineer, I don't know. If you're out there and you're listening, you want to help me out, give me some advice, I would love it. Seriously. So I got some questions about my diet. Um, I was pretty public about my diet, like, I don't know, almost like a year ago now when I first started my fasting or whatever. So I do a thing called intermittent fasting. It's about 16 hours I don't eat uh, throughout the day. I'm not really on it right now. I do follow it a little bit. I don't eat as good as I used to. So when I was hitting the diet hard, I wouldn't, I would wake up in the morning and I wouldn't eat anything all day. I would just drink green tea. And this is hardcore on the diet. Like, I'm, this is no coffee, no energy drinks. I would drink green tea for the caffeine. Uh, I would throw a couple bags in my water bottle at work, and I just keep refilling my water bottle throughout the day. Drink a lot of water. And then, you know, I go to the gym and do whatever, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't eat anything all day long. And then I would eat, like, supper time, right around 6 o'clock. I'd sit down and have a really big meal. Uh, and then it's open game from the rest for the rest of the night until I go to bed. And I know a lot of people say don't eat before you go to bed and whatnot. 
But it was working for me, and I didn't give a shit. So I would eat a big supper, then I would just eat all night. I would snack on stuff. Uh, usually when I was deep in the diet, it was always healthy things, healthy snacks throughout the night. Uh, no sugar. Try to, like, the least amount of sugar as possible. Uh, I wish I could say that right now as I'm drinking a Rockstar. Like, I'm way off the diet right now, but I stress eat, and I love food too much. But when I was really strict about it, I would, you know uh, – and, and to work up to it. So like when you guys, when you, if you, this is something you want to try and you first start it, you're going to be super hungry right at lunchtime. You're used to eating, especially if you eat breakfast. I know a lot of people don't eat breakfast, but if you do eat breakfast by lunchtime and you know, by lunchtime, usually I felt really hungry. So by first starting off, I would eat like a, a handful of almonds, uh, raw almonds. I don't know if you know, but like just plain raw almonds with nothing on them seriously tastes like depression. It's so bad. So what I usually would do is I would go buy a bag of these emeralds, not a sponsor, <laughs> emeralds cashews, obviously not a sponsor, but emeralds cashews, like the jalapeno flavored ones or the salt and pepper flavored ones, and there are tons of flavoring on them, and they taste amazing. And then I buy the plain raw almonds, and then I usually just find a bigger bag, or if the almonds has enough space in it, I just dump the cashews into the raw almonds, and all the flavoring goes in with it, shake it up, whatever, so, like, and then you're kind of eating flavored almonds, too, so that's kind of, that was my trick to that whole deal, with the whole almonds tasting disgusting trick, so, uh, if you can stomach raw almonds, and that's how I knew I was, if I was, like, deep into my diet, I actually knew my diet was going well, and I was staying away from sugar, a raw almond would actually taste sweet to me, because, like, there is, all, there is natural sugar in almonds, just not a ton, you know, not like an apple or, you know, orange or anything like that. But there is natural sugars in there. So if you deprive yourself of sugar and then you eat a raw almond, it actually tastes a little sweet, you know, if you're just not used to eating sugar, which is a good thing. Uh, I have no idea where I was just talking about on the diet, but to roll with it, like, this isn't easy. Like I said, it was tough to get used to. I remember where it was. Uh, I would eat like uh, so for lunch, just to work up to it. I would eat like a hard-boiled egg. The guys that work would make fun of me. I just always eating hard-boiled eggs. I eat a hard-boiled egg or two for lunch, uh, a little salad or something, uh, a couple hands of the, my nut mix, and that's all I would eat for lunch. So it'd be really tiny, and eventually we're to the point where we're like I don't even want to eat anymore. Like I don't even want to eat lunch anymore. So I would actually fast all day long uh, to be to get it to be right or whatever. Like you, I can't eat anything. Because my body can't digest anything. So some hits as soon as something hits my stomach, especially something like with sugar in it, your body starts creating insulin, and it goes it goes from burning your your stored fat to burning whatever you just put in your body. Your body is going to use what you put in it before it goes to stored fat and stuff. So so the theory within theory, and I am zero, seriously no expert. Uh, I did some nutritionalist training when I got my personal uh, trainer certification. But I really have no expertise. I mean, I have expertise just for my expertise, from what my body does. So what works for me might not work for you. Robin tried this diet and actually gained weight by fasting. So what her body, what I think her body did was just, we're not eating. We need to fucking go into safe mode and store fat instead of burn it. My body, I have a high metabolism. I'm kind of hyper. I don't know if that even means anything, but... I burn fat really fast. And I'm, I'm lucky and I'm almost 36 and I still have a really high metabolism. So lucky me not complaining but what I do now is I just don't eat all day and right now if I do feel a little hungry at lunchtime I'll eat an apple or a banana but a lot of times I'm really not even hungry till the evening uh 
my wonder boom just buzzed and that's what that's it doesn't take much to throw me off i have to like throw my cell phone onto the couch i can't even i just get so distracted bailey is locked in the kennel for this episode she wanted to take a nap or something anyway she's sleeping so she's in her kennel i hate leaving her in there but she distracts me way too much she drags a cat across the floor oh the fucking cat's in heat again so i guess with that it's so from here on for eternity or until we get her fixed She'll be going into heat for a week and out of heat for a week, into heat for a week, roughly a week to 10 days. And it is so annoying. So here soon we're going to get her fixed. We've got to deal with that crap anymore. And then I've got to keep an eye on her to make sure this stupid neighbor cat's not knocking her up and all that fun shit. So back to the diet. So like I said before, I don't eat until 6 o'clock at night roughly, whenever we have supper, sometimes a little later. And I'm fine with it now. Yeah, I'll get hungry around 5 and 6. I start getting really hungry. And and honestly, like not eating all day, it makes me appreciate that meal I get. You know what I mean? Do I pig out? Yeah. I'll have a couple more servings than I probably should. and But it works for me. And I don't know if my body just stores all that shit that I ate the night before. And when I wake up the next morning, it just starts burning that off. And by midday, it you know burnt off all that stuff that I ate. So then it starts to go to stored fat. You know, And like I was going to say, you can go into ketosis really easy if you guys know anything about ketogenic diets and things like that and I'm not going to get into that at all like I said not an expert just know my body and what works for me and I'm sharing it with you guys because I have had a few people ask about it and then also I know hey this might work for some of you guys too so it's torture for the first month or two uh I remember when I hit 30 days and I was like super proud of myself because I didn't cheat on it and I was like dude I didn't I didn't cheat on the weekends I would so weekends I would cheat so Monday through Friday was just the fasting and then the weekends some days it's just tough you know what I mean? I have all the kids around and this and that. So, but eventually I got to the point where even on weekends, I don't even feel hungry at chilly evening time. So works for me. Might not work for you guys. Give it a try. Oh, so like I was going to talk about some of the other stuff. I just glanced at my notes. Look out. Using my notes a little bit, but, uh, fucking wonder boom. What are you doing? So wonder boom is that speaker I was talking about the other day, but, uh, so now, Right now, are my diet, like I said, I cheat. I love crappy. I love shitty stuff. I love sugar. Uh, I tried to not eat too much of it. So right now, like, Robin makes the world's greatest sloppy joes, and I'm not even kidding. Like, her sloppy joes are amazing. Uh, the hamburger, the beef that goes in there isn't bad for you, but everything else is. You know what I mean? There's mustard in it. Mustard, I guess, is just is one of those zero-calorie foods. It's not bad for you. Ketchup, it's terrible for you. It's full of sugar. She puts brown sugar in it. You know what I mean? So we're adding more sugar. Um, so I think I just gave away all your mom's. Does she care? Is it, isn't that, that is not a hidden recipe, though. It's not a hidden recipe to put mustard and ketchup and brown sugar into your sloppy joes. A lot of people probably do it. Maybe hers aren't that special, but they're special to us. And they're awesome. Love them. You know, and I stay away from car a lot of carbs, like bread and noodles. I used to crave a lot of bread and noodles. And I'm just shutting this thing off. It's going to sit here and distract me. And I can't have that. <laughs> I, used to I used to miss bread and noodles when I would do, like, my crazy diets. And because I would stay away from carbs. Noodles are terrible for you. Bread is bad for you. Uh... But it's so good, you know what I mean? Like, I still have sandwiches from here, you know, with bread and here and there. And, and it's what it is, you know. And Robin Sloppy Joe's, we try to buy, like, whole grain bread. And actually, whole grain is just bread on steroids. So it's actually just not as good for you as you think, you know what I mean? So, but I eat bread still. I love bread. I'll probably continue to eat bread. I don't really eat noodles anymore. Um, I'm known for my spaghetti that I make for the kids, and they all love it. And I love used to love my spaghetti. But the noodles, 
after eating them, like I just feel so run down and just tired and you get that itis or whatever people call it. And yeah, so stay away from noodles. I try to like, we have bags of ramen in there right now and I want to eat them so bad. But I just know afterwards I'm going to feel like complete shit and ramen. Those noodles. I don't even know if those are noodles. I don't know what they are. Um, there's also like those, um, what is that? It's like 30 diet or whatever. I don't even know what it's called right now. But there's the one where you stay away from stuff that's produce, uh, not produced. Um, yeah, uh, can't even think of what it's called. Like foods that's not natural, food that's made. And what am, what's the word? Do you know, Autumn? I don't know. Can't think of it. It's driving me nuts. It's going to drive me crazy. I don't want to stop. I'm on a good rant. Uh, well, so processed. There, I got it. Yay. Okay, processed foods. <laughs> So you try to stay away from food that's processed. And that's like all dairy. All cheeses are processed. All fucking milk. All that stuff's processed. So you got to stay away from it. Milk's not good for you anyway. There's a lot of sugar in it. It goes through so many. It just It's not even milk by the time you get it. You know what I mean? It's not what came out of the cow. Trust me. So, yeah. I Just stay away from a lot of the carbs if you can. It's so hard nowadays. It's so easy to make hot dishes with noodles in them. Spaghetti is amazing. I love all sorts of Italian food, and all that is is noodles and bread. You know what I mean? So if you want to get in shape or you want to eat better, you got to stay away from that stuff. It's not good for you. Uh, what else was I going to talk about? Ate a lot of eggs. We still eat a lot of eggs. Eggs are good. But right now, our base, right, right now we eat pretty well. Uh, we, you know, it's meat, potatoes, or and a vegetable, or meat and vegetables, Uh you know, and that's that's usually what we have every night, uh, chicken, pork, beef, whatever. Okay, so enough with that. <laughs> enough about my diet. That's what my diet usually is about, entails or whatever. Uh, I cheat all the time. When I was on my diet, I, when I started to cheat, when I was doing really well and then I started to cheat, like it just, I love ice cream. I love sh- sugar. I love candy. It's so hard to stay away from that stuff. It takes a lot of willpower to not eat it. Like if you're really trying to really work on your diet, just you can't have it in the house. Trust me. I had a bowl of cereal at 11 o'clock last night. And fucking cereal is terrible for you. It's just a bowl of sugar. Tastes so good, though. Should I have ate it right before I went to bed? No. But my body burns it off. I'm pretty active. You know, even though I'm not working, I, I'm, I'm moving around. I'm just, you know me. So, what do we got going on this weekend? Uh, Robin has her kids. My kids decided not to come over. Uh, my daughter had something going on with friends, and my son is under the weather. So, he missed a few days of school. He's got some stomach bug, and he's staying home, and we don't want that shit here (laughs) no I mean if he wanted to come here I'd let him come here risk getting sick but I was hanging out with him a couple times this week too while he was sitting at home hope he feels better uh but yeah it's just me and Robin and her kids this weekend I don't know what we got planned I know tonight I want to get on access tv and watch the LFA fights legacy fighting alliance I talked about it on my TKO podcast and uh I was going to touch on that too so the MMA based podcast the uh Dave cast TKO. Robin came up with it, and every time she wants to name something, I let her name it. So, Spider Monkey Grappling. I haven't talked about that on here at all either. I could talk about that a little bit. So, I mean, I touched on it once, but Robin picked the name, and she, I was kind of like, mm, at first, but I, it kind of grows on me. So, Dave cast TKO. If you see those, those are fight ones. If you want to listen to me talk about MMA and UFC fights and Bellator and local fighting, listen. Go ahead and listen. If you, you know, I talk about a lot of my fight career and and how I, you know, my my perception of you know 
taking a fight and actually doing it and training for it. So if you want to listen, and some of that stuff's pretty intriguing, so go ahead and listen to that if you want. But, oh, man, sidetracked myself. What was I talking about? You're the worst podcast producer ever. Autumn's just sitting there listening to me rant about crap. Uh, Oh, the MMA-based podcast. Got really good feedback on it. I thought it went really well. I go back and I listen to all the podcasts before I put them out. So just in case I didn't say something stupid or just things just didn't mix well or I just rant too much and it just makes no sense, I go back and listen to it before I make it public. And usually I don't, usually once, once I get them out, I usually know if they're, if there's something I want to stick with or not. I don't redo it too much. I, I do my best when I'm just riffing and not worrying about the notes and not worrying about anything and just talking. And that's what I do best. So yeah, I keep getting, why do I keep sidetracked with that? The podcast. Okay. So thank you guys for the feedback on all that. Good luck to the fighters tonight. I'm going to watch that on Access TV. Hopefully my fucking Wi-Fi doesn't act up. We moved out in the country and our internet sucks. So living in town, internet was way better. And online gaming and other stuff. So like, I play a game online. I play Xbox One. Uh, my gamer tag is Funny Welder. if you want to add me and play with me or whatever. But I only play one game right now. I play PUBG, Player Unknown Battleground. And it is a first-person, third-person shooter you a hundred guys okay so a plane flies over the island and it's always the same island every time same map it's like you know what i mean there's different towns and there's different there's a school and a hospital and like all these different areas you can go to and fucking fight each other and do whatever well a hundred guys a plane flies over the map a hundred guys drop in and the area that you can play in slowly shrinks so if you get outside of the circle boundary or whatever you lose your health and you die. I know I'm explaining a video game right now, but it's part of my life. So listen up. And you know what I mean? And the last guy alive wins. And I win sometimes. I feel like I'm pretty good at it. Our internet sucks and I lag while I'm playing and I can feel it because I've played at Brandon's house in town and he has an Xbox One X, which is super sweet. I want one. The graphics are way better on it and stuff. And I played at his house and the first game I play, I won. Believe it or not, you can ask him. My son was there. It was epic. But... I think a lot of the guys that we were playing against were potatoes because I should have died like three times, but I didn't, and I won it. It's pretty fun. And it's so hard on solo when it's just you. So you can play on, you can play by yourself, solo run. You can do duos where it's you and a team. Me and Casey play together a lot. Uh, me and some random guys play together. Or you can do a squad of four guys. The four guys get together. And obviously it's way more fun when you get four buddies playing together, three buddies playing with you, or another buddy. And you work as a team, and you communicate and talk, tactics and stuff. And yeah, I was in the military. Maybe that's why I like the game. There isn't any leveling to it. So like other games, you level up characters and get better abilities. And on this one, you, unlock, you can unlock really stupid clothing and dumb shit. And that's a stupid part of the game, I think. But... That's the game. I play it every once in a while. I was addicted to it for a little while where I was playing it quite a bit. Now I maybe, I don't even play it every day right now. So maybe once a day, if that, I get my PUBG fix. Uh, there's other games like that. Fortnite, it's more cartoony. I know um, uh, Matt Duncan, uh, my buddy Matt, I give him a shout out. Um, shoot, Matt, I'm not going to know right now what your gamer tag is. It's like tap out 1120 or something. He, uh, he, Him and his son play together, which is pretty cool, and they stream and they stream uh, while they play. So what I mean by streaming, and a lot of people don't know this, is like there's this huge like subculture out there of people watching people play video games, right? 
and I'm guilty of it. And I, when I used to watch my son watch people play Minecraft, I was like, this, what are you doing? Like, are you, you're so lazy that you can't even play the video game that you watch other people play. Well, I watch other people play too. I watch this guy named Shroud, um, a few other guys, and this dude, Dr. Disrespect, he's an older guy, and he just, he was like an old video gamer from back in the day, and he still plays, and he just, he's hilarious. While he plays, he wears a fake mustache and a wig, and he wears like this vest thing, like he's like he's really geared up. It's hilarious, and he goes with it, but these dudes, there's a guy out there named Ninja who makes like, I think they said he makes half a million dollars a month, just online streaming, playing games. People donate money to those guys while they're doing it so they can get better stuff. I don't know. I didn't get it. And then I sit there, and now I sit and watch people play video games sometimes. That guy Shroud, like, his personality is not funny. I don't think he's funny at all. I don't think he's very good at the streaming part or whatever. He talks okay, but he is so good at gaming. Like, he just mercs everybody. Every game he plays, he almost wins. And he plays a lot of PUBG, and he plays a lot of that Fortnite game. And, yeah, that's something I'm into right now is just watching people play video games, and it's cool. And so... What do I do? Yeah, the attention whore and me, I do the same thing. So I, I, I go online and I set up the camera and I stream while I play. Well, my internet kind of sucks and it makes it hard for me. And But I don't know. I think it's fun to watch other people play. Like it's sometimes people are, I mean, maybe they're not very good at the game, but they're entertaining. They laugh, they make jokes, and they laugh. But you know what I mean? So that's, that's something I've been into and something I wanted to share with you guys. I'm glad I could segue into that a little bit. and Because I, I, every podcast I talk about, a bunch of shit, and then at the end when I'm done and I publish it, I'm like, man, I want to talk about the rock band mic, or I want to talk about me playing PUBG or whatever, and then I just forget, you know, and then my voice starts to give out, and I'm about to give up on the, the episode, you know, or whatever, and that's, this is exactly where this is going, so, and I've already talked for over 20 minutes, that's crazy, I'm out of control, and I love it, and, and so I'm going to close on this, uh, my buddy Lucas hit me up, and he told me to tell the bottle story. Well, I, he told me that, and I knew what he was talking about, but I made a joke. I'm like, a lot of my stories have a bottle in them or have to do with drinking or something. Well, this story I wasn't drinking, but it was December 1st, 2001. I was stationed in Minot, working nuclear security in the Air Force, and <clears throat> I was into street racing and cars at the time. So guys had little Honda Civics and whatever well, you know, Mitsubishi Eclipses, like all these import cars. There was the muscle car guys, Mustangs and Camaros and whatever. And we would drive around and line up with each other at stoplights and street race, or we'd get together and hang out in parking lots and go find a spot outside of town that had like an empty flat road and no one was around and we'd race each other. And that's, I did that for about six or seven years. I was really into cars and I still love cars. I still would, I still want a fast car. I had a 2008 uh, Volkswagen R32 that is like it's like a golf gti but it's all-wheel drive different rims it's got the 3.2 vr6 engine in it like mine had like you know i think it's like right around 300 some horsepower it's a fun car not crazy fast all-wheel drive rips out of the hole and it handled really well and it was a fun car and i never ever drove it it was loud and bumpy and annoying you know what i mean so i sold it to someone who i thought might be able to take better care of it and there was a few things i needed to fix on it and i just just lost the passion for her. Maybe it was the money. I think it's more the money. If I had the money to freaking put into it, I would have. But it costs a lot of money to fix cars up and do that. And that's an expensive hobby, you know. So kind of fell off it. I would love to get a car. I was into motorcycles for a little bit. And I had like a 2008 Buell. Me and Robin would love to go ride it around. And that thing was way too fast for me. And I was going. If I still had that bike, 
I would die on that bike for sure. It's so scary. Uh, the night I blew it up, I was doing like 130 down the interstate. And then like 10 minutes later, it blew up and the, it locked up. I mean, I was only doing like 60 at the time, 55, 60. And I controlled it and didn't crash or anything. But man, if that, if that, if it would have locked up at 130, I wouldn't be here right now for sure. I wouldn't. Yeah, it would have been bad. I wouldn't even know what happened. And I'm not saying go out and race bikes really fast or do that. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm an adrenaline junkie and some of the shit I did, man, like would blow your mind. But yeah, we'd ride. I've, I've had that bike to 151 miles an hour. That is insane. Like you're going down the road and like all of a sudden all this shit starts running through your mind about what can happen. Like, you know what I mean? Like the belt breaks and locks something up or, you know, some deer jumps out in front of you or a car pulls out in front of you. You know what I mean? And, and obviously I did it out on the interstate and there was no cars around when I did it. And the reason I did let off is I just, there was cars like way out in front of me and at 150 miles an hour, you catch them really fast. <laughs> so let off and just coasted and man, it, it's intense and it's a, it's a trip, but it's dangerous. And if I saw that bike, I'd be dead, but not into bikes anymore. Not into cars. Uh, still love cars. I want to get a car that I can tinker with someday. Oh, muscle car. Maybe I love European cars, Volkswagens, Audis, BMWs. Those are my jam. So into the whole street racing thing in Minot. And one night <clears throat> we were out just driving around. I don't know where I went. I would drove off to go to Walmart or went somewhere. Or maybe I stopped by the house and yeah, we would go out and just drive around. <laughs> I drove my ex-wife crazy. Like, I don't get what it is. I don't get why you want to do it or whatever. And we just go out and cruise around, hang out with each other. Well, I ran off to go home or Walmart. Don't remember that part, but I came back and my buddy Kenny, who was the guy who actually got me into Volkswagens, he had like, uh, he liked messing around with Jettas. He loved Jettas for some reason. He had an old GTI or Golf that he sold me, and that's what got me into liking Volkswagens or whatnot. They're easy to work on, uh, not the cheapest vehicles to fix up, but they they're very reliable, easy to work on. Just they're cool little cars, and their German engineering is amazing. Even though Volkswagen is the bottom line of German engineering, it's still it's still good shit. I mean, you might not like it. Hey, if you're a Ford guy, Chevy guy, there's that crazy war. Everybody argues that oh, Chevy's better than Ford, and my truck's better than your truck. You know, like pff, whatever. You're into whatever you're into, you know. And if you're passionate about something, I would never be like Chevy's better than what you know, whatever you like. I'm never gonna do that. You know what I mean? So whatever. Whatever you like, whatever you're into, whatever your experience was with it was, you know what I'm saying? Anyway, back to the story. I'm just going to keep just bouncing all over the place. Well, my buddy Kenny, we pull up to Taco Bell, and Kenny's standing there, he's bouncing around, he's all flustered, and we're like, we pull up, we're like, what's going on? The three dudes just jumped me, and they kicked me around a little bit and got in their car and took off, and... We got in our car. I jumped in the car with him, and we went and looked for the guys that did it. You know, we were young and stupid. I think I was 20, 19 or 20 at the time. And we go and uh, we run down freaking – no, we didn't find anybody that night. Okay. That night, we, we don't find the guys. We're looking for them for a little while. I had to go home. I didn't want to be out. So we go home. And the next day, me and Kenny drive to Walmart, and on our, we, we went to Walmart. As we're leaving Walmart, this car goes by. And the guy's flipping us off and hanging out the window, screaming at us. And Kenny's like, that's them. That's the motherfuckers that jumped me. And I was like, whoa, let's go, you know. And we just pull up next to him, and I'm just waving for them to pull over. And so they all of a sudden just pull over real quick. And in, in the subway parking lot, and there's a little alley behind subway. And they pull into this little alleyway. Well, tough guy me, you know what I mean? Like, I'm trying to defend my buddy Kenny's honor or some shit, you know. I'm like, and I rock up, and I'm like, you motherfuckers jumped Kenny. He jumped my buddy or whatever, and I pushed the guy against his car. 
younger kid. He ended up being 16 years old. I don't know how old he is at the time, but he's 16 years old. And I push him up against the car. He's got long hair. He just looks like a little turd and freaking... I didn't know the whole time while well, he had his hand inside the window of the car and his hand was on a hot 100 bottle, a liquor bottle. And he winds up, hits me on the side of the head with it and it broke on the, up on top of my head. I had to get stitches where it broke because it busted skin open there. And then the bottle broke and came crashing down and it kind of like peeled my face open. And then another spot, like right above my orbital on my cheekbone, split wide open. And then, yeah, a big piece of metal or metal, piece of flesh on my face was like hanging off or whatever. And, and so it hits me. And at the time I have, I didn't know that's the, I didn't know the, the extent of the damage that it did. All I know is this motherfucker just hit me with something and I am not happy. And I wrap my hand, I wrap my left hand in his long, beautiful fucking hair, which whatever, not beautiful. I was just trying to be funny. I wrap my hand in his hair and I, pref- and, he, and I just start hitting him like hockey style hitting him. Well, he bends down and all of a sudden I'm uppercutting him and then I'm like, fuck, I start throwing some knees and I throw him down against the car and I go to hit him again and I look at him and he's crying. He's like, tears come out of his face and this is not the first fight I've ever been in. Like I said, I don't want to fight on the street. That, this is a long time ago. But I, I see tears in his, and he's crying and I'm like, so like, I'm not an asshole, man. I didn't want to beat somebody up. It was all just a situation you know what I mean? Did I want to beat somebody up? I guess. I, went, I, I mean, I could have avoided the situation easily. Yes, I know. I was looking for a fight. Young, cocky Dave. I, you know, whatever. So as I throw him up against the car, I see that he's crying. And I'm like, have you had enough, dude? You had enough? He's like, yes, yeah, I'm sorry. And his buddy comes running around the car. It's this big, tall guy. And I go to take a swing at him. And he just fucking didn't want nothing to do with me. He dips out. And there was a kid in the backseat that jumps out. And I grab him, and he had to have been, like, 12 or 13 years old. And I'm just like, get the fuck out of here. And I push him away. And then well, on the way, as, as before the fight even happened, I called up my buddy Tony. Tony Montanero with the Jeep. I don't know if Tony will ever listen to this. I hope he does. I miss that dude. Me and him had good times. Well, I called Tony, and I'm like, hey, man, there's a fight about to go down or whatever. You know what I mean? And we're trying to get my crew together because there was more of them in the car than us. And end up, like I just said, it ended up being stupid, but... After I beat this dude up and I push the kid or whatever, and they, they all start climbing back in the car while Tony shows up with a baseball bat and, like, chases them out of there, and they leave, and I'm all fired up. I'm like, motherfucker, you know, whatever. I just got in this fight with these dudes and one dude, really. But, and I look down, and my blue Columbia jacket is just covered in blood on the left side. My jeans are covered in blood, and Kenny grabs me. He goes, we got to go to the hospital. And I'm like, what? He's like, you're busted open. we got to go. Throws me in the car. We drive to the hospital. I remember my flight chief, uh, Kevin Coase, shows up. Eamon Helmbrick, what the fuck? You know, and it's like, <laughs> it looked like Rick, Rick Moranis, just a chubbier version. I love the dude. That dude saved my Air Force career. I could talk about him saving me a few times back in the day, but good, hard ass, but a good supervisor. Anyway, he's there, but right when I get there, I throw up. I'm hyperventilating, and then they don't believe that I hadn't been drinking, which I hadn't been. They did some blood alcohol tests, and I wasn't. The Air Force, believe it or not, tried to send me. They did send me. I had to go to ADAP, they call it. Alcohol something. It was an alcohol class. So if you got in trouble or you got an alcohol incident or an alcoholic accident of any kind in the military, they sent you to specialized training. Uh, well, I'm in there and everybody's like, I got a DUI. I got a underage. I beat my wife when I was drunk and I'm just like, I 
got hit with a liquor bottle. <laughs> That's why it's an alcoholic incident, because there was a bottle, a liquor bottle. You know what I mean? Stupid. But that was just a funny part of the story that I remember well. Get to the hospital. They clean it all up, bandage it all up, and then they the damage was so bad that they wanted a plastic surgeon to sew me up so I didn't have to have so much scarring or whatever. So, like, I wait. I spent the night in the hospital. The next morning, a uh, plastic surgeon came in, sewed me up, and I guess the least amount of stitches is less scarring, so I only had, like, 16 stitches total. Uh, it looked really good. Like, the night before, when I was in the hospital, I went in the bathroom, and I wasn't supposed to, and I pulled the dressing away from my face, and seriously, like, I could, they, like, stapled the flap of skin that was hanging down. They stapled it to the top of my, to, like, to where it was supposed to be. But it was sagging down so you could see right through my face. And I'm just like, oh, no, I'm never going to be beautiful ever again. And, uh, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, I'm like, my face is destroyed. Uh, but I don't even know the plastic surgeon's name. I don't know why I never got it. I'm sure maybe I knew it. But, like, that guy, he saved my face, man. I wouldn't have the, you know, not that it mattered that much. I get it. Okay. But the guy hooked me out, hooked me up, helped me out, sewed me up. Uh, you can, when I don't have the beard, um, you can see the scarring pretty good. Uh, hair doesn't grow the best in that area sometimes, but I don't know. I can grow a beard like a man, so whatever. That is the bottle story. So there you go, Lucas. Lucas wanted me to tell you guys the bottle story. Uh Oh, I get whatever happened to the kid. I guess I could finish it. <laughs> I'm ridiculous. All over. I just want to be done. I feel like I've gone long enough. A ramble. That's what I do. So the kid ended up going to court and he got like an assault charge. I don't even know if it was aggravated assault. They did some deal with him and people were telling me that I should sue the family, sue him and whatever, blah, blah, blah. Well, he came from a poor family and stuff. So it was all dumb. And so I like, Nothing really ever became of it. Uh, we were at this North Dakota State Fair, which is in Minot, like a year later maybe, and I'm standing there with Kenny, fucking Kenny Christmas, getting me in trouble. Uh, standing there with Kenny, and he looks over, and he's like, I don't know, I can't, I can't, I don't know the dude's name off the top of my head. I don't want to say it on here anyway. He's an adult now. It doesn't even matter. I can't remember his name, the kid that hit me. I used to know it quite well, and I just forgot it, which is fine, but... Kenny's like, here is Dave. Look at this guy. And I look over at him. And I'm just all of a sudden just this fucking f anger builds up in me. I just stare at him. And he's like, just Dave, say hi. Kenny's like, Dave, say hi to him. And I'm like, no, no. And I just walked away. And that was the last time I ever seen the kid. You know, so that is the bottle in the face story. If you ever see me, you see, you know, I got a scar on my face or whatever. That's what it's from. So there you go, Lucas. Hope you're happy. Uh yeah, so I got a bunch of stuff out. I rambled for quite a while. I, I'm going to go back and listen and hope this makes sense. Uh, I sure it will. Thank you guys for the feedback. I got some corrective criticism finally, and I do appreciate it, and I am going to do exactly what you said. It made sense, and I like it. So you know who you are. You don't know who you are. It doesn't matter. I love all of you guys. Thank you for listening. I'm getting such a huge – maybe it's like this, like 10 people listening. I don't know, and I don't care. Thank you guys for listening. I really do appreciate it. I love all of you guys. And have a great weekend. Uh, enjoy the fights. LFA, Bellator tomorrow. I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait. So love you guys. Later.